Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's a game night, Dallas Stars in town. Ken Hitchcock makes his home coaching debut. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue, Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Go down and see Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris and tell them Oilers now sent you. Momentarily, Mark Spector will join us. But not before we get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, more than just sportswear. Here's Brendan Escott. Ten games on the NHL schedule tonight, Bob, and plenty of Canadian content. The Canucks host the LA Kings, and Pittsburgh visits Winnipeg. Montreal entertains Carolina. The Senators are in Philadelphia, and the surging Buffalo Sabres looking for their 10th straight win tonight. Canadians captain Shea Weber will make his season debut tonight, having recovered from that offseason knee surgery. And remember that Carl Alsner was waived yesterday to make room. He did clear waivers. He's now been assigned to Laval of the AHL. Elsewhere, Canucks forward Brock Besser is also expected to return from a groin injury tonight. That sidelined him since November 2nd. A report today that the Buffalo Sabres assistant GM Steve Geely is a frontrunner for the vacant Flyers general manager position. Of course, Ron Hextall was given his walking papers yesterday. Bruins defenseman Kevin Miller expected to rejoin the team after spending last night in hospital. He took a puck in the throat, but x-rays came back negative. And I neglected to mention yesterday that the Bakersfield Condors split two games over the weekend, beating the Ontario Reign 4-2 last Friday. They felt the Tucson Roadrunners 6-1 on Saturday. They do have a rematch with the Reign at home upcoming on Thursday. Finally, the Edmonton Oil Kings, a huge test for them tomorrow night at Rogers Place. The 23-1 Prince Albert Raiders coming to town, Bob. Yes, uh, they are with the leading scorer in all of uh, junior hockey, Brett Leeson. He's only plus 40 so far through the first 24 games. Not having a very good year. <laughs> he is in Red Deer tonight. PA taking on the Red Deer Rebels. So if you're not uh, coming to the Oilers game and you're in Central Alberta, an opportunity to go see. And actually the only team to beat, I think Jason Gregor pointed this out, uh, the only team to beat uh, Prince Albert was Red Deer earlier this season. All right. And that's how we roll on this show. We're not afraid to mention uh, various personalities on town. 
around town. Because, frankly, the two guys that are going to do the next segment, we don't even like each other. This is Stafford Spectre. It's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing industry. How you doing, buddy? Oh, doing all right. Bobby? Yeah? Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I was a little... Uh dismayed at the, the orders losing that game in LA I thought it was a chance to take a jump uh, yep. and that uh, the recovery can come with a couple of home games this week yes uh, but they need you know it's typically you kind of kick the can down the road you don't win the game Sunday and the next ones become more important uh, kick the can, can down the road You're, yeah now right. did you actually play kick the can when you were a kid because I did not play kick the can uh, no no yeah. I could my parents I was very fortunate in life my parents could afford a soccer ball yeah and a football. Yeah. So we played other sports. But anyhow, uh, I just thought that was a little wasteful. That was a bad team playing a second game back-to-back. Uh, you're going pretty good. You're in a tough game. It's 2-2. You've got everything under control. And then it kind of fell apart for having a little bit for a short time. And uh, I thought they kind of frittered away two points. Bob, just, i got to say. Just uh, for purely self-indulgent purposes, yes. uh, we mentioned that Prince Albert's going to take on the Edmonton Oil Kings tomorrow night. They're in Red Deer tonight. I've talked about the Leeson kid. He's gone through two drafts, um, 25 goals, 54 points in 24 games, plus 40, leading the league with six shorthanded goals. How's this for a stat? Wow. Mark Abscheid's coaching Prince Albert. Yep. They've scored more shorthanded goals. Then the opposition has scored on the power yeah, play. Plus seven, well <laughs> shorthanded. Not an unbelievable stat. That's that is, a good team. And uh, Craig Button, who, as you know, did the show for years yep. uh, before uh, Bell purchased a radio station, and rightfully so, booted your ass off the air first chance they got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Craig Button saying that Brent Leeson should be in the mix to be on the World Junior Team. So uh, there, there you have it. Uh, it's an it, uh-huh. it, it's an interesting story because it's so. Tanner Pearson, that's the last guy for L.A. that passed through a couple drafts and uh, ended up making the World Junior Team, and the Kings took him with the 30th pick. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, Brendan, do you have the uh, Ken Hitchcock uh, comment for us that we uh, requested? Just uh, It was Mindal. How do you pronounce it? Darawal. Darawal from CBC. Because uh, there's a dolly wall and a dare wall, and I don't want to mix the two up. So there you go. Uh, I could be wrong, by the way, but okay. that's how I'm that, pronouncing it. That's live radio. It's okay. <laughs> You're going to make some mistakes once in a while. He, he took a second kind of run at Ken just in terms of, um, you know, and, and you could tell Ken didn't want to talk about himself and what it meant to coach here. Uh, but here was an extended response from uh, Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock. Um, the emotional part for me is based on former players. Not, not, not pro players, but I mean, I spent 12 years in Sherwood Park and I went through a lot of hockey players. And I know who are the sweet holders and who are the season ticket holders. And I know they live and die with the Oilers. That's the pressure for me. It's those guys. They, they put me in a spot where I could make a living at the game. Um, and I just ran into Bob Green, and he gave me a list of who's rolling in. And it's a big deal for them, and so it's a big deal for me. That's the one part that makes me nervous. I don't want to let that group. They gave me a lot of success for a long period of time, allowed me to go and coach in junior hockey, and allowed me to get in the NHL. I don't want to let those guys down. The other factor for me is, is there's, I have a lot of medals and a lot of rings because of the people that work for this organization. Whether it was Wayne and starting in 02 or Kevin in 02, Peter in 14, Bob Nicholson right from 02 on. 
between Olympics and World Cups and World Championships. I've, I've been really fortunate because of those guys giving me the chance to do it year in and year out. So that's the other responsibility I feel. But it's a big responsibility when you've been through as many midget players as I've been through. I just don't want to let those guys down. That is Ken Hitchcock. Uh, so certainly the Oilers, when they made the move, Mm-hmm. Couldn't have found a guy who understood the market better. And frankly, given the fact that there's an out clause at the end of the year, if this thing doesn't work out or whatever, it was a perfect case scenario. We should say this. Of the coaches that have been here over the last several years, yes, Todd McClellan embraced Edmonton as much. Like, I'm 100% convinced that Todd Nelson would have been a very good fit here. Oh, you ne- sure. I have a theory. You never go wrong. Uh, hiring somebody out of Saskatchewan because they, they know how to work, right? Like that's and McClellan loved it here. McClellan, McClellan loved it here. Got heavily involved in Sports Central. He was around all the time. He, you know, his yeah. wife came up here and lived with him. And this he, year, vo- he, he volunteered for numerous things that were above. And so we need to establish yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. That said, Ken, you know, did. You know, did coach the chain. You and me played against him as kids. He's old Edmonton, right? He's old Edmonton. He's an old Riverside rat from the golf days. and Knows lots of people. And all of that's great, Bob, but it comes down to W's, right? It does. I don't care who's coaching this team. You could hire Tortorella. If he won, Edmontonians would figure out how to like the guy. (laughs) You know? Honestly. Are we a little provincial as a market, though? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think. Do you think the fan base has embraced Peter Shirelli the same way they embraced Todd McClellan? Oh, come on. It's not fair. Like, he's made, he walked in the door and traded Taylor Hall for Larson. So, no. You know, but based on, it, it's all been perform. It's all performance-based. Right. They love Kruger. And, you know, here's a guy. I know he's from Manitoba, but he came from Europe. And yeah. I, I think that this fan base, they're just looking for W's, Bob. Right, at this stage they're, of the listen, game. Listen, exactly, right? They're just looking for W's here. And I don't blame him one bit. Yeah. Well, and uh, hire, it, you could hire, uh, you know, one of those old Russian coaches to come the, in here. The guy <laughs> wins. <Tinkinov. laughs> the guy wins. It doesn't matter. Right, the guy wins. It won't matter here. All right. Well, uh, you know, obviously, it, hey, I work for OEG. No one wants to see this work more than me. So, sure. right. Everyone I mean, wants I, to see I work. you know, it, and it's, uh, but I do think they couldn't have hired a better guy. On the short term, if yep. they're going to make that change, they couldn't have hired a better guy yep. in the short term. Yep. Given his experience in the community and market, given his experience as an NHL coach, given his track record and ability to turn, turn things th- around. Now, quick. there's something that hurts Ken's ability to turn it around quickly. Something that wasn't there. Okay, what's that? Eight to ten years ago. Salary cap. C- CBA. <laughs> CBA. Okay. Team mandated off days. It cuts into a team's practice time, right? Ah, uh, sure. Right? It does. Like you don't get as much opportunity to work with to guy, coach. To coach. And, no, and, that's fair. And the other thing is, you know, we're more cognizant of recharging and charging that battery. And maybe, you know what? Maybe, geez, maybe you would have practiced 11. Like, this is year 11 for me. And I'm thinking back, you know what? You lose a game like that to L.A. like 11 years ago, you might have been looking at practicing in L.A. 
Monday morning and, and skating in LA Monday morning and flying out Monday afternoon right. and getting home. And now it's like that's not that's not how we do things anymore. You know, the sleep doctors take over. Frankly, it's not that many years ago the team would have caught a plane, a charter right after the game and got back to Edmonton at 4 a.m. Right. And and if things weren't going good, yeah, they'd have a new well, practice. That's, that's the other part in of Edmonton, it. Edmonton. That right? is the other but part the of it. The sleep doctors say to you that it's better to sleep in LA and have it the night. I mean, Pat Quinn was real, God rest his soul, was real old school spec. Of course he was. We had times where we flew out and practiced when we got into the town. Like, yeah, that happened around. once in Minnesota, like around 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock yeah. at night, and played the next night. And I can tell you that that was like, wow. No. You know? So, I mean, uh, listen, I came from a time when you, the visiting team would fly in commercial, and I was a young reporter, and I'd come down to the Coliseum and cover three, four, five o'clock practices all the time, all the visiting team. And now it's, all the time. now it's completely different. Right, so, and, you know, the funny thing is the flying's got so much easier for teams, right? Flying's way easier today than it was back then, yet there's less practice. So, you know what, they know what they're doing, and... It's the same for everybody, Bob. Everyone's got the same amount of mandated off days, so it's not a disadvantage for any one team. Uh, well, I will say this, Mark. Uh, it has been a master class from Kent. Not, and again, Todd McClellan was a great quote, too, and gave you a lot. But Kent has no, knows, I mean, just just the whole deal on Saturday with Yesa Pugliarvi when he was recalled. I mean, that, yeah. that was... Uh, Hey, this was 90% my call. I want to work with the player here. I mean, that was music to the ears of an Oilers fan base. Yes. Because the fan base wants to see Paul Yarby be a player. Oh, for sure they do. Right. Of course they do. And as you not so eloquently pointed out, Todd McClellan invested a lot of time in, yes, a Paul Yarby too. Well, the only, yeah, the only, I, I've obviously, I'm on Twitter and I'm reading everybody and I'm seeing all the reaction to Paul Yarby and, and I agree with, you know, 90% of it. Um, but where the only place and the theories that I want to draw a line at is when, when they say, well, it's about time they found a coach that wants to help Jesse Pugliarvi get better and a coach that's going to work with them. Because that's, you know, you're telling me that, that Todd McClellan, I mean, he's got this kid with all these tools. That staff worked overtime with Pugliarvi to get it to work. Uh, obviously not with success. So maybe it is time for a new voice in that regard. But those guys worked their buns off trying to get Pogliari to be a player. And the other comparison is, well, uh, um, Eero Pakarainen said from the KHL that there wasn't much communication. Well, I'll tell you right now, Eero Pakarainen is great a guy. We both really like the cat. He's a good guy, but he's not an NHL player. And if you think that a head he's coach... He's a number 14 NHL winger. Yeah. He's your 14th right. forward. So if you think that a coaching staff works and communicates and, and spends as much time on the 14th winger as they do the number four overall pick... It's you might as well wear a sandwich board, Bob, that says, I don't know anything about how NHL hockey works. If you're one of those guys, you better come to the rink and figure it out. This is Oilers now with two guys that have been accused of not knowing anything about how the NHL works. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you on Oilers now. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, the seven thousand men and women employed in the horse racing industry. By the way, Spec, uh, yeah. I know when Hitch was announced I put out that day via Twitter. Don't be surprised within a week if, yes, Paul Yarby was back. Yes. I'm not going to put it out on Twitter, but I'm going to say it right here, right now on this show. Uh-huh. Do not be surprised within the next two weeks if Kyler Yamamoto is back up in Edmonton. We're going to tell you why when we come back in orders now. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.52 in Edmonton. Uh, I just wanted to, to pass along. I, I, it's 
kind of out there, I think. And so, and it may have been reported already on 6:30 Chet. But uh, former uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, owner, part of the Edmonton Investors Group, Jim Hole, uh, Jim Hole passed away a couple days ago. So uh, there will be a brief moment of silence at tonight's game uh, here at Rogers Place. Uh, Jim Hole and Bruce Saville were two of the largest contributors uh, in terms of the Edmonton Investors Group, which was, of course, headed by Cal Nichols. And um, I think that, uh, frankly, uh, Jim and Bruce were two of the guys that uh, maybe thought the time had come for a little bit of a new direction, and that ultimately led to a little bit of uh, a dance in the eventual Daryl Cates' ownership of the Edmonton Oilers. But uh, Jim Hole was a proud Edmontonian. Of course, he was on the Eskimos board for a number of years, and, uh, you know, he was uh, certainly a, a stepped up at a very difficult time for the Oilers organization. <laughs> it's almost unfathomable, Mark, when you think about where the club was as a club when Hitch was coaching the Dallas Stars, playing the Edmonton Oilers in the late 1990s and early 2000s in those playoff years, and, you know, a 1998, the AIG uh, got the team basically from the bank uh, Peter Pocklington once yep. had. And, uh, you know, I, I personally believe Cal Nichols should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame for what he did for Edmonton because not once but two. You know, first time he helped resuscitate the fan base through the SOS campaign. And then, uh, then he put the Edmonton Investors Group together and they stewarded the team through some difficult times uh, from 98 to 07. The economy got better in the early 2000s in Alberta. Uh, the team, you know, the fan base built up, and then Gary Bettman went to battle for markets like Edmonton and Calgary. And here we are in this beautiful building, and the Oilers are a half franchise and have been a half franchise every year since the 0405 lockout with the exception of the last year at Rexall Place when the Canadian dollar dipped down to around mm-hmm. 70 cents. So, And that's an important uh, qualifier because in a perfect world, the Canadian dollars probably humming about 90 cents for everybody. Of course, it's nowhere near that right now. We got a lot of people out there hurting. But uh, people like Jim Hole, Bruce Saville, uh, Cal Nichols, you know, uh, Gary Gregg, even though they ended up on different sides of things, yeah, those guys cool. all stepped up. Yeah. To, to help keep the team in town, and they, they should never be forgotten for what they did. No, Jim Hole, a great Edmontonian, right? Lockerbie Hole, uh, the you know the whole the whole family, uh, the greenhouses out in Sanawad, I recall when it was just farm yep. land, and uh, you know what, the holes have just been the the whole family have been great Edmontonians all the way through. Uh, you know, rest in peace for Jim. It, it, yeah. You make the point about the Oilers. Uh, you go down to the U of A, I think every second building in the engineering part of that campus is, bears the whole name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, just uh, just a hell of a guy. I've met him many, many times. Oh. Had some dinners in the old Rexall with him. Just a fabulous guy and a that, great Edmonton. That group had some positive karma about them, you know, and, and because they're in it for the right reasons. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the run in 2006 was, was special. I mean, it was... And, I mean, a couple breaks in a seven-game series, anything can happen, right? I mean, we saw that firsthand in, in 2017 against Anaheim. Yep. You mentioned the Hall trade. I mean, I had a player call me right after that series was over and say, if you had him, you'd beaten us. You know, and that's I'm like, well, that's revisionist history. But we don't know that. But all I know is the team defense went from 27th to 8th in one year with Larson here. The other part of it is Cam Talbot was fourth in the year that year in uh, – in, in voting, and he has not been the same guy, and that's become a storyline this year. Yeah, what's, uh, you know, uh, and had a long talk with Cam on game day in L.A., and uh, he's such a forthcoming guy and a good guy and one of those people that you cheer for, you know, because he's just a good person. 
Uh, but let's call a spade a spade. He He's looking hard for his game. He admitted he's looking hard for his game. Yep. And he can't find it. You know, for some reason, like he only lets in three in L.A., but every night almost that he plays, somehow the other goalies one save better than him. You know, somehow he doesn't – you need – I know it's a breakaway, and I know it's on Zekopitar – but you needed the big save, and you didn't get it. And yep. you can't blame a goalie for missing a breakaway on Anze Kopitar. I mean, Anze Kopitar is one of the great players. But I'm going to say to you that at some point in all these games, that big save seems to be missing every night for Cam. So you look at an 889 save percentage, but I'm not sure it's as much the volume, Bob, as it is has been the key save for Cam. Just not giving his team well, the Well, you know, we both were both from here maybe at times have been accused of being a little bit provincial, but we both love Grant Fear. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't give a crap about his save percentage or his goals against. He cared about W's, right? He cared about W's and making yeah. stops when it mattered, and that's yeah. what defined him. And one thing I really admire about Cam is he doesn't – I hate goaltenders that stare down stink eye. No, uh, no, no. Guys, and that. he doesn't do that at all, and nor did Grant. Uh, that's why I like Cam. Like, Cam does yeah. everything right. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to – really, he's he's – fall into the position now where the jury's out. Is he a number one goalie? Well, and, I don't and, know. And right now, you know, you, if you're on that coaching staff, you're going, well, Talbot's their number one goalie. Are you sure? Because no, because Koskinen... Koskinen is the number one goalie. Koskinen's giving him something, and he's going again tonight. Yeah. Uh, it is 12.57 in Edmonton. Stauffer, Inspector 4, Horse Racing Albert. Off to a Global News Weather Traffic Update. We'll have more when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.